वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द टू ब्रोज पॉडकास्ट वी आर टू ब्रोज दिस इज द टू ब्रोज पॉडकास्ट वेलकम वेलकम एंड हैप्पी दिवाली टू ऑल आवर लिसनर्स इन इंडिया एंड वेरएवर यू आर एंड टुडे वी गोना टॉक अबाउट एमेचर फोटोग्राफी नाउ आई गेस एवरीबॉडी इज अ फोटोग्राफर दीस डेज एंड वेल देयर आर सम टिप्स एंड ट्रिक्स व्हिच यू कैन यूज टू मेक योर फोटोग्राफी अ लिटिल बिट बेटर एंड टू हेल्प अस आउट विद दैट आई एम जॉइंड विद माय कॉलेज फ्रेंड दीपेंद्र सिंह रायनू वेलकम सर वेलकम वेलकम Hi Arjun what's up thanks Good. for inviting me to your podcast Now the reason I've called you to this uh, episode Rubel is because you have dabbled in amateur photography a little bit right now there are yeah, some a bit yeah a little yeah, bit sure. yeah so yeah. there are some uh, common uh, questions and mistakes i would say that people make regular people make with the let's say cell phone photography that i wanted to discuss with you so let's start mm-hmm. there so what are some of the common uh, mistakes that people make when they're just like let's say using their point and shoot cell phone cameras since uh, the the advent of cell phone cameras really like 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i wouldn't say uh, i wouldn't say people make mistakes as such because uh, since since photography is just like kind of an art i would say so there's no mistakes which anyone can make it's just a learning curve mm-hmm. and uh, for some it's steep for some it's gradual and uh, yeah so so there's no mistake mistake as such because the the whole mistake definition and the whole word sounds pretty uh, you know negative but yeah uh, what people uh, can do is they can they can they can look around uh, and uh, get inspired but not copy someone's uh, style mm-hmm. uh, like uh, like nowadays in instagram and all that uh, you know uh, people post uh, photos and uh, you know there are there are these travel pics uh, half of them i would say are uh, already uh, what do you call photoshopped and you know uh, pretty mock so they shouldn't get swayed away by that mm-hmm. just just follow the general uh, learning curve and uh, get to the basics i would say so once your basics are uh, uh, you're good with the basics and i guess your photos uh, will look genuine and once you're done with all that you can explore uh, photoshop and you can see if you know editing is is for you otherwise uh, people do go for natural photos these days and they like it too uh, with my experience i would say So yeah. Okay, uh, so we'll we'll get into all that. You said a lot of uh, interesting words there like editing and uh, you know filters and stuff. We'll get into all that. Talk to us about something very very simple. Like if I have a shot, let's say there's a a sunset on a beach. What are the basic things that I can do to make uh my shot, you know, stand out? What are some of the rules of photography so to speak? Uh It's a pretty vast topic you touched on there, but yeah, uh, come like let's just talk about sunset since you've taken that example. Uh, it's it's all about uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Photography is all about perspective, so it all depends what you're shooting. Are you just shooting the sunset? Are you just shooting a person uh, with the sunset behind him or her, or are you shooting the the landscape which is opposite to the sunset? because people often you you know miss that mm-hmm. the uh, everyone just kinds of you know kind of uh, captures the sunset or tries to capture the sunset but uh, they miss the landscape which is lit up uh, behind them you know which looks pretty pretty neat mm-hmm. and, you know so so yeah uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, points uh, well i would say perspective and the exposure i would say the exposure and uh, once you have the exposure and the perspective correct i think you photos uh, look pretty uh, pretty decent and acceptable like i would say yeah mm-hmm. what about some of the things like uh, uh, you know framing your shot let's say or the rule of thirds for instance that this is some of the things that i learned yeah. uh, off youtube talk to us a little bit about that 
Yeah, so that 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 is like the technicality of it, uh, I would say, and uh, it is it is more like uh, rather than you know getting uh, worried about the technicalities, you can consider it like uh, pleasing uh, someone's eye. You know, it's, mm-hmm. the photo should be pleasing to the eye. So when you talk about rule of thirds, it's it's kind of a format or it's kind of the way you shoot a picture where you know uh, one third of if you just divide the the whole landscape uh, in in your screen. Be it a phone or a digital camera, so you just uh, divide it into two lines, uh, diagonal. I mean, horizontal and vertical, and uh, you uh, you just uh, place the subject, or you just place the subject matter or the point of interest in one of the thirds, like the upper third or the lower third, rather than just placing it in the center. Because when you do that, uh, you know aesthetically, uh, you perceive that photo as a very common or or not very attractive because there's there's no there's no lead or there's no you know what you call uh, yeah a lead to the photo. Mm-hmm. Every photo should have some lead. Uh, that is the whole point. Like uh, like if you see a well well focused or a, or a well uh, in depth photo or you know depth of field is really good in a photo. It is very pleasing. Mm-hmm. Why? Because uh, there are blurred objects, and then there is a subject right in the middle. So that those blurred objects are leading you to that uh, subject matter or that point of interest. So similarly, there's a rule of third. There are many other rules. Uh, people follow. There's a spiral rule, and yeah, you can just Google them. Even I've done that. So, but yeah, the rule of third is the common, the most common one. Uh, and it's all about uh, placing your subject in a way that is pleasing to your eyes. I would say, yeah. No, based on the some of the research that I did, it it's like I I remember reading where it said the human eye has a tendency of going from left to right, right. Mm-hmm. So if you place mm-hmm. your subject to the right side the, on the right third of the of the picture that you've taken, your eye automatically sweeps across from the left and then it reaches your subject. So that looks Ooh. more aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. you know. And these are. Yeah. Yeah, these are some of the things which, uh, you know, humans tend to do naturally. Even uh, another thing I read was, let's say you have, uh, you know, off the top of my head, you have some mountains and there's a road leading to it. You know, one of those typical uh, United States highway, whatever. Uh, your, you, if you have those lines, you know, kind of leading to your subject, which and I took a I took a picture very recently where I had I used the ship's bridge wings and they were leading yeah. straight towards uh, the table mountains in, in Cape Town. And I think that picture came out really well. It's about using those lines as well to, you know, make the eye lead to your subject. There are things, yeah. subtle things which are there, which just kind of, you know, uh, tweak your shot a little bit. Just to, instead of yeah. just pointing your camera and clicking it a little bit. Just these exactly. little knickknacks, uh, which can be found anywhere on the internet. And trust me, uh, a place like YouTube is full of such uh, tutorials and videos. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, okay, so yeah, a lot of uh, experienced photographers, uh, you know, uh, video editors and all these people who... Uh, just you know lay these things out for you and I think as a as a photographer generally and this is the point that you touched on uh, to begin with it's it's about uh, a lot of experimentation like not not every shot is going to stand out and not uh, every shot is right or wrong it's like you take a subject you take a background and you play around with it a little Mm -hmm. bit you play with your angles your perspective like you said yeah would you agree would you agree to that uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Uh, in a way. First of all, uh, if you're on the bridge and you're clicking photos on the bridge, wing, I think more we should navigate, uh, concentrate on the navigation. No, no, I'm, I'm an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jokes apart. Uh, yeah, what you're saying is right. Uh, see, photography is not just uh, you know just 
uh, stand and click, you know, uh, even when it comes to portraits. So landscape is a different uh, topic. Portraits is a different topic. Macro is a different topic. So it depends on what is your interest. Like, uh, like I've, I've experimented a lot with all these, uh, um, what do you call, uh, categories or genres, you can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with with my experience, it's 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 mostly, yeah, um, what do you call it? It's, it's mostly uh, framing and uh, you have to decide in a way that... Uh, should I shoot this in a portrait mode? That is, you know, the law in the vertical mm-hmm. mode or the landscape mode. Uh, uh, coming to the point of uh, leading lines, uh, uh, you're right in a way. Uh, humans don't even know how yeah. they perceive things. Like the, the thing which you said, you know, they go from left to right. Uh, yes, that is true. It is your instinct. But uh, but uh, once you experiment with that, you'll come to know that uh, even if you like, You've taken, like, for example, the states, highway, highways in the states. So, like, it all depends. Like, if your mountains are prettier prettier than, than the highway in front of you, you might want to keep that mountain more than your leading, uh, what do you call, uh, roads, you know. So, it's all about perspective. Some, like, you might keep the highway in perspective. Mm-hmm. I might keep the mountain in perspective. So, so, you can't really say much. I guess that's what, uh, that's what, uh, you know, uh, sets apart uh, different photographers. Like I follow a couple of uh, good photographers, like Peter Minkin to start with. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually inspired by him a lot. But uh, but end of the day, I don't follow I don't follow his style of uh, shooting photos. Yeah, I do follow uh, some of his uh, what you call it, tips, as to say that is what you're trying to enlighten over here. So what I would try to say to the amateurs or the uh, well, even I consider myself an amateur, but yeah, what I would try to say is that uh, don't Again, don't don't stick to or don't uh, copy someone's ideas or tricks. It's it's good to do that uh, in the beginning, but yeah, uh, develop your own uh, style, develop your own perspective, uh, think out of the box. Mm-hmm. Just because there are rules, uh, you can definitely break them. Being photography as an art, but uh, yeah, and uh, I would say more than that like i said getting the exposure correct and all that i think that's a separate topic you want to touch upon later uh, so yeah these are the main points i would like to uh, stretch and you know uh, emphasize on i think one of the points uh, a friend of mine told me very recently is that if you have a shot in mind if something is in front of you don't just take one picture take like four five pictures you know go portrait go landscape play with the subject play with the background play with the exposure a little bit and come up with four or five different shots and see what really works for you exactly yeah so that's that's probably a a good tip for our uh, you know budding uh, amateur photographers out there now some a very important question uh, uh, ruble is uh, I often find uh, people have, uh, you know, invested in really, really expensive cameras like DSLRs mm-hmm. and, you know, high end uh, 40, 50,000 yeah. cameras and they don't quite really know how to uh, use them, let's say, or they use it for uh, taking pictures of each other or something, you know, they, they don't really, let's say, utilize the, the equipment to its maximum. So do we really need expensive equipment and lenses and do we need to carry around a big heavy bag or, or uh, you know, some talk to us some of, about some of the new... Uh, cell phone cameras for instance i mean you have an iphone how decent is your camera and how often do you find yourself reaching for your dslr or just taking to your cell phone mm-hmm. camera yeah yeah this is a very interesting point actually uh, mm. because uh, what happens every time is that uh, you know our profession we have to travel light uh, 
you know, past couple of, uh, I mean, I, I have this habit of carrying my camera bag all around. You know, I have, I, have, I would say a decent, uh, you know, uh, amount of gears. And I carry that everywhere. So uh, I tend to carry my camera bag every time on the ship. Uh, but lately, I've realized that uh, I don't use that much. But that being part of our job, probably, I don't get that much time. And, you know, uh, your interest uh, is not that much uh, into photography when you're on ship. So you just try to flip off your iPhone and you try to shoot it. Coming back to gears, I think it's got more to do with uh, the marketing skills nowadays and uh, the Instagram and the Facebook because uh, because... Uh, people have to realize, even if you buy an expensive lens, even if you buy the top-of-the-notch uh, camera and say the presently Canon USR and all that, uh, uh, the basic remains the same. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know how to place a subject, if you don't know how to expose it, uh, expose the subject or the picture correctly, if you don't know the rule of thirds, the basics, uh, you know, if if you don't have that knack of uh, how to go about the uh, clicking uh, no matter how how good is your gear mm-hmm. uh, you might not get that uh, good an image you know uh, for example uh, you go you go on youtube and you see these you know uh, pro photographers uh, you know they just flip out their iphone and they got these challenges among themselves and uh, they have these iphone challenges and you know they, they, they shoot pretty amazing photos on the iphone itself it's all about, uh, uh, like I said, exposure, mm-hmm. uh, framing, and it's got mostly to do with editing also. Uh, editing, by editing, I don't need a Photoshop editing, like, you know, just morphing the whole photo and you know, placing it somewhere else. But yeah, uh, the, 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 the editing means the basic brightness uh, exposure, mm-hmm. and the split tones and all that, which gives you a nice aesthetic uh, feeling to the photo, you know. And uh, it's, yeah, it's more about that. Uh, so I would say that before you invest in a good camera and a good uh, gear, lenses and all that, you should first of all figure out that uh, are you into it because because that is what matters. I've seen so many people buying expensive gears, expensive cameras, and, and they're just selling it off within uh, you know six months because they realize it's not it's not for them. They can't carry around all that camera uh, with them. Uh, so if it's not for you, then uh, try figuring out how you, how you want to do it with the with the phones, and not just the iPhone. You know, uh, I, I had a Huawei also before P30 Pro. I mean, the, the phones which are coming out now, they got amazing lens. Like the Huawei has a Leica, uh, so it, the the picture quality is pretty awesome. Uh, iPhone, no doubt. I mean, it's it's amazing. I, I presently have a 11 Pro, mm-hmm. and uh, the the cameras are getting uh, pretty awesome. I would say pretty awesome, but. Uh, End of the day, if you ask me, uh, well, between DSLR and camera, I would still go for a DSLR because yes, I have seen that uh, difference. I have tried to shoot with a with a phone and a DSLR myself, and yes, there is a difference because the sensor size and you know the the the, the computation and all that it does matter. So if you ask me, yes, it does matter. Uh, if you have a DSLR, it gives you a better image, provided you know how to click those. That's I think that's a very good point. And I, I know a lot of people and you always meet these people at sea who carry all these expensive equipment and they end up taking pictures of each other on and they put it up yeah. on Facebook. You know, that kind of defeats the purpose in my opinion. Exactly. And then they click sunsets, which are like, you know, the same every day. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And I, I remember this uh, very recently, uh, talking about kids. Look, <clears throat> so I haven't uh, purchased a very expensive camera at all. I mean, in fact, I don't even have a camera. 
last year i was in for a new phone because my 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 old phone was an iphone se and i was getting that was getting really old mm-hmm. so i had the option of getting the iphone 10r or the iphone 10s or whatever other models there were and then came the iphone 11 with double cameras or in fact the iphone 10s also had a double camera system if i remember now they said the stuff yeah basically they said uh, three cameras behind yeah. Like yeah so one was a, a regular uh, camera the camera lens the other one was a wide angle lens so i i did mm-hmm. some research that do i really need to get another wide angle lens now i went on i found myself at uh, this store called mini so i mean it's pretty famous over yeah. there i found a clip on the wide angle lens attachment for 100 bucks which is about yeah. for our uh, yeah. non indian listeners it's about a dollar and a half let's say 2 dollars Yeah. and i clipped it on to my existing i hadn't purchased it by then i had still had the iphone se and voila you have your wide angle lens right there yes, yes. so i i got myself a standard iphone 10r the lens was the camera lens was fine the i i mean my eyesight is quite poor so i didn't really care about the oled display or the lcd display that, that didn't matter to me really that much and i invested in a camera kit of amazon which had six okay. lenses it had a tripod it had a clip on uh, it had a telescopic lens it had a macro lens a wide lens a fisheye lens a starburst lens and uh, i think it's a light filter lens six of them all of them all inclusive mm-hmm. that's a 1000 bucks let's say that's about 20 and mm-hmm. i've been using it ever since and trust me i have not felt the need to upgrade to a proper dslr no i don't see again and uh, it all comes back to uh, what do you say uh, what are you going to do with those images mm. you know are you are you going to post them on instagram if yes then my suggestion would be that uh, the phone side uh, will will do the job you don't need anything above it uh, you like you said you have those lenses you have a tripod uh, you know you just fix it um, onto the tripod you get a steady this thing uh, steady image and all that you, in fact uh, now you can uh, in the 12 pro you can even take uh, night Mm-hmm. time lapses and all that yeah. i mean the phones are pretty advanced and you have lenses you have uh, advanced gears for it you know i myself have bought some uh, for my iphone uh, but yeah uh, again where are you going to use those images are you going to post them on the instagram uh, i mean just to show uh, your friends where you've been and all that if that's your answer then i don't think you have to go above your phone i mean uh, an iphone or, or a, any other decent phone with a decent camera would do uh, but if you want to uh, post it into like a proper channel like you know like uh, i post my uh, photos on uh, on couple of websites like iem uh, you know 500px and all uh, for competition purposes and all that and, uh, yeah i mean i've done really okay uh, in that field also uh, so yeah so if you're getting into that then definitely uh, the phone wouldn't do it because uh, i mean just take your uh, picture from the iphone and uh, put it on your mac or, or whatever you're using mm-hmm. and uh, you know take out a photo from your dslr and put it on mac and just just put it next to each other and when you zoom it you'll come to know the difference and you'll come to realize uh, what i'm trying to say because uh, i've started lately i've started even printing my photos so okay. so that, that is what uh, i'm trying to tell uh, the listeners also that uh, it, it all depends on where you're going to post it and what you're going to do with those images because don't get swayed away by the marketing and you know the, all the gimmick uh, they're all out there the you know previously who had cameras like mm-hmm. uh, look at our fathers you know they had like those yashikas and you know the old rolls and all that 
I mean, not everyone used to own a camera, like how nowadays every teenager, every, every youngster, and everyone has a camera now. A DSLR, I would say. So, but for what? You have to ask that yourself, you know. You have to, uh, like, be really honest with uh, yourself. And, of course, if you have a lot of money, then, of course, you can throw it around. But uh, if you want an answer, an honest answer to that, then you have to ask yourself, like, where are those images coming so i think that's an answer i think i think another point which works in favor of uh, cell phone photography is that uh, the deeper <laughs> we go into cell phones and the further along we go the amount of editing that is available for a standard picture that you take on a phone not just that like i remember i was having a conversation it was uh, it was a scene where it was this, you know there were dark stormy clouds the sun was still out but it was really dark and stormy and it was raining like hell and uh, this friend of mine was trying to take a picture, but she couldn't get like a lot of, uh, you know, clarity in her picture. And she said, you know, iPhone, dark, uh, you know, dark area or night photography, for instance, sucks. So that's Ooh. when I, I showed her where you can, uh, you know, press and hold the screen and you lock your focus and then you can manually increase the exposure of your shot and then you uh, you get it. So the features are available. And I think it just it's a matter of maybe educating yourself to these features, which are already there in some cameras. I mean... There are some uh, people on YouTube who are shooting uh, proper 4K videos on iPhones. And uh, they are really, you know, in terms of clarity and stability, they're quite insane. So the features are all there. I don't think people are quite uh, aware of these thing yet, things yet, you know, to be honest. Uh, yeah, see, again, uh, features are there. Uh, I, would, I would, again, stick to the point that phones do have their limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming down to images, yes, you can uh, click a long exposure shot. You have, uh, in fact, you have uh, uh, apps like Moment and all. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I've purchased that app and I do use it. But uh, again, uh, it's okay for uh, Instagram photos, you know, like uh, uh, if, if you click a long uh, time lapse or, or a night exposure photograph, mm-hmm. you know, for, with a cu- couple of cars going, you want those uh, uh, light trails. Streaks, all. yeah. You, you will get it. You mm-hmm. will get it. You're right. You're absolutely like, right with that. But but the quality which you are expecting, of course, on Instagram, you're just going to get that. That screen is going to fill up with, that, with your photo uh, and that's about it. And, mm-hmm. and the person is just going to double tap and then you just get over. Yeah. Uh, coming down to the same point which I told before, if you want to post it somewhere, which is uh, which is gonna be uh, your hall, you know, you want to print it on, you want to put it on your hall, or you want to show it to someone, ex- exhibit your work, mm-hmm. you know, when you start calling your photo as a work, that is where it matters. Okay. And that is why I'm saying where where is your image gonna end up? You do have features. You do have every provision given on a DSLR on the camera nowadays, on the phone cameras nowadays, but the quality matters, the quality mm-hmm. differs. Uh, in fact, let's come down to the 4K video which you just mentioned. Uh, for my, the 11 Pro also clicks, uh, also shoots 4K, uh, 60 FPS and all that, mm-hmm. and 120 FPS. But uh, the thing is that um, the, the, the image or the, or the footage which comes out of it, it's a bit, gets a bit noisy if you don't have the perfect lighting. Yeah. You know, the moment it gets uh, dim, and I'm talking about uh, the normal room lighting also, you'll get a couple of, uh, you'll get a good amount of noise, which you'll have to do it in the post. You remove it in the post and that becomes, uh, that makes the footage a little unprofessional. You know? mm-hmm. uh, if you want an example of that, uh, I, I made a video of a coffee in, in my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so later on, we'll talk about that. But yeah, so basically my point is that 
uh, reference why I'm giving is because that uh, sh- uh, footage was mostly shot on my iPhone mm-hmm. uh, on 4K, and it turned out to be good, you know. But uh, but then again, you'll have to you'll have to do that trial and error kind of thing, you know. Whereas if you have a proper DSLR with all the bigger sensor and and the, and the better lens, and uh, there's a reason they, they they still create DSLRs, you know. And uh, this is the reason why this is what sets uh, amateurs other than the uh some that's some really that's a really good point rubel and i think uh, the biggest takeaways here is uh, i would say uh, give your uh, cell phone cameras a try see if uh, photography is something you are actually into and you know stick exactly. to it uh, for a while play around with lenses uh, go for cheaper alternatives and don't go for something you know like a high investment camera right off the bat because if it doesn't work out for you if you find that uh it's that's not something you're interested in full time or you know even as a hobby for instance uh, it's going to end up uh, as as money wasted and it's going to end up on olx or some shit like that right yeah. okay True. rubel now let's talk about some uh, technical terms for instance i mean we keep hearing these things a lot in terms of and these are things that you have also mentioned in your uh, uh, so far let's say uh, things like iso exposure shutter speed focal length etc just give us a lowdown of uh, simplify these terms out for uh, our listeners who are just maybe venturing into uh, the world of photography okay, uh, first of all yeah there's a nice video i've made <laughs> on my youtube channel so okay, okay. yeah just go and hit on that <laughs> but yeah uh talking about uh, iso and shutter speed and aperture yeah See, these are the, again the three basic things which one must learn before they own a DSLR. I, I would say because uh, if you buy a DSLR and you are only clicking in auto mode, mm. uh, and then buy have it, you know, yeah. then buy a cyber shot or something, at least just click away. So yeah, basically these three uh, settings or, or yeah are the ma- major settings which uh, which you will need uh, if you want to click your photo into manual. Uh, let's come down to why you need these settings. First is mm-hmm. uh, you would want to come down to manual mode because then you're more in control of your light, of your exposure, of your depth of field and everything. Let's talk about ISO. ISO is uh, basically how how much light is going into your image. That's it. To be, to be as simple as that. ISO is the amount of light you're putting into your image. Uh, but the drawback of that is, uh, if you go to even your phones and even your DSLRs, the more you bump up your ISO, the more noise you're going to get. Now, mm-hmm. noise, noise is the grainy yeah. part which you get in your image. Uh, so, so that, so that's the only thing. Now, you have to strike a balance between, uh, you know, the light and that noise, and you have to uh, be, uh, you know, just hit that sweet spot. Uh, so that is what ISO is. Uh, well, shutter speed is uh, again. Just the amount uh, or the uh, the time at which your shutter is uh, opening and closing to let the amount of light and let the subject get uh, on the film mm-hmm. or get captured into your camera. So that's your shutter speed. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically what. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. But yeah, I've I've shown it like literally in slow motion how it works uh, in the video. If you want a better listening uh, mm-hmm. uh, understanding of the that. Uh, well, next is your aperture. Apertures are mostly denoted in f. Mm-hmm. The lower, uh, or, or rather, the lower the number, like f1, f2. So you're gonna get uh, more uh, depth of field. Uh, what that is is uh, basically the blurriness or the bokeh which you get in the image. So the lower, or the lower the number of the f, that is, you know, one, two, like that. So more. Uh, for background uh, 
is going to get blurred. So that means as simple as your, that. your subject is and closer to the camera if your f is less. Yeah, like if your f, it's in fact inversely proportional. That is why I'm always mentioning the number of the f. Mm-hmm. So if the digit or that value of f is less, that is f is one or two or some something of that sort. Your so your so your subject is going to stand out and your background is going to get more blurred. And uh, the opposite of that, like uh, you know, higher the number, uh, the more of the image or the picture is going to be in focus. So your subject is also going to be in focus along with your background. Mm-hmm. The okay. the only disadvantage of that is uh, the moment you go for a bigger number of f, that is, you want suppose you're, a, you're having a group picture, you're going to bump up your or lower the f rather. So you're going to have uh, f. Eight or you know you're gonna shoot in F eight or F six or something like that. Mm-hmm. So in that your you will have to bump up your ISO because your amount of light getting into that lens reduces because you're widening your uh, aperture. Yeah. So that is that. The lower the F, more light and more blurriness and inversely. I mean, just the opposite of that. What I just said. Uh, I might not be able to explain it very well, but because uh, you know I can do it better on the video, mm-hmm. which I have done. So, we yeah, will, so we will leave a explanation of that. I'm going to leave a link to your YouTube channel, and we'll come to that. Now, uh, you know there are certain. Uh, I mean, obviously, when you're when you're a cell phone camera operator, you don't really mess around with these uh, settings that much. But there are these apps like uh, I think it's called Spectre, or it's the other one. I, it's called Halide. These two apps really let mm-hmm. you mess around with your ISO and they have manual control over your your phone uh, camera. You know, you can yeah. manually adjust your focus, your ISO, your uh, everything, you know, exposure and all that. Yeah. So to to really get into, uh, you know, f- photography proper, you might want to get these apps. And I think Halide costs like 300 bucks and uh, you mm-hmm. get you get Spectre free with it. And Spectre is only for, let's say, long exposure shots. And and all okay. that. Halide is one of the best apps, uh, and you know, in the in the app store for Apple users. I'm pretty sure it's on Android as well. So might want to uh-huh. get your hands on that and try, you know, playing around with these settings manually to really understand what changes these uh, settings make in your in your pictures. Now mm-hmm. this is this is set me up very nicely for my next uh, topic of discussion, Ruble, and I'm I'm quite on the fence with this. You know, talking about. Uh, editing your pictures and using filters for instance on even on uh, your standard camera app settings and on instagram also the number of filters i would say the photographs have started looking less and less genuine mm-hmm. would you would you agree to that what mm-hmm. is your take on uh, editing to an extent where it's it's just otherworldly you know the greens are so green like you've never seen these greens in real life anymore you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. talk to me about yeah. what is your opinion about that yeah. Uh, see, as per, as per my experience, okay, now, uh, I, I have, I have shot a couple of events, I would say, functions and, you know, like, uh, weddings as well as, uh, engagements and all that, okay. Again, it comes back to perspective, you know, uh, they chose me because, uh, I, I like to use less of, uh, flash, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in an image. When I click a photo, unlike your typical Shadiwala photographer, you know, with that huge uh, flash hanging up uh, yeah. with camera, I don't do that. I, I try to mess around more with the general settings or the or the basic settings and I try to capture an image. Mm-hmm. And then you can do it on the post. Now, there are two types of editing, as per me, I would say. 
one is the light independent, you know, for which you have uh, the way uh, Lightroom and all that. And uh, the other one is your uh, uh, Photoshop. In fact, I would like to mention there's another very strong software called Luminar 4, mm -hmm. which I bought a name, uh, and it is just too good. Now, uh, too good means, I mean, with just a click of a button, you know, your photo becomes perfect. Uh, so what I'm trying to say here, Arjun, is that uh, A, you can just uh, totally transform your image into something which is trending right away in Instagram these days. Huh? Or second, you can just be yourself and stick to your basic uh, editing and just play around with your uh, contrast brightness and, you know, a little bit of hue and all that and split tone and, and still your image would look uh, good. Uh, uh, see, I don't agree totally to what you're saying because when you're editing a photo, there's a there's an idea behind editing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, some people edit it because uh, they want to, uh, you know, appeal it to the Instagram uh, uh, crowd or their followers. Whereas some people do it. Like I do uh, editing to a photo. I don't edit all of my photos. Okay, first of all, I edit the photos which I want to convey a message like suppose I click a, a leather wallet okay now a leather wallet under a tube like would look really pathetic mm -hmm. you know uh, it would look just just what the fuck is this mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry for that language but That's yeah okay. it would look like that uh, but uh, so, so that is where the editing of uh, light or the colors come in <clears throat> now say a leather wallet you know uh, you would want uh, it to be a little moody you know you want it to be thin you know and you would want more of that uh, vignette you know and uh, so so that is what uh, people try to achieve uh, once what you're talking about is uh, totally transforming the photo like you know the greens are too green and you know so that is where that is where the skill of editing comes in because in, in today's world it's not just clicking the photo it's editing it correctly because that is what will appeal mm -hmm. on instagram also if you see there are there are many good photos you know but the editing just gets you off you, know? yeah. you feel like this is such a cheap photo and that is just due to exactly what you said the greens are too greens and the reds are too red to be very honest some people do like it some people don't uh, again it's all about perspective i would say but uh, yeah the only message I would say from here is that uh, edit it to the minimum. I mean, less is more, I would say, for editing, for me, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, when it is required uh, for a certain purpose, like like I gave an example of a wallet, you know, like just just you, you just click the wallet. Suppose you went for an exhibition, you know, and, and there is no other good light, but you've, you've seen that nice leather wallet and you want to click it. Uh, once after you click it, you come back home, you put it on your computer and you're like, what shit, you know, the lighting is just too cheap and like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you curse the half of the world, but then you have to get into that editing. You have to get into correcting that light and all that. So, so that is where people tend to step, overstep or, or rather overdo it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that is again a skill. Editing is also a skill. It is necessary. It is a necessary evil, I would say. But yeah. You editing has to be done again. Why are you doing it? Are you putting it on Instagram? Then do what you may. But if you're selling your photos, if you're giving it, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you're giving it for marriage purpose or your engagement purpose, it's all up to them because that is what's that is what will set you apart from a photographer who's editing more or you know who's overdoing it, and from a photographer who's not. So it's all about appealing your customer or your client.
I think I, I think you're right there. Where it it depends. I mean, there there have been cases where I've seen an edited photo, and I know because recently I was reading this uh this uh, article on my on my iPad. It said uh top fifty pictures nature pictures of twenty twenty, and the pictures I remember one picture really stood out to me where it was an owl flapping its wings very close to a lake, and the they caught the reflection of the owl as well in the lake. So that was a fantastic picture, but I could tell they've they've touched it. But the editing, like you said, was so minimal; it was perfect. And on the other hand, there there are instances where the you can tell that this has been edited so much. I mean, I remember there was a sunset kind of a picture, and it was so red. I was yeah. like, that's that's not now, that's not normal because I've been on a beach, I've seen a sunset. That's that's not what happened. It's it's not right. We see sunsets every day. So yeah, we see sunsets every day. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, engineers yeah, yeah, are not that much for me. I, I get your point. Mm. Uh, what what you're saying is exactly right. In fact, even I when I open my Instagram, uh, first couple of pictures are just you know overly done or or overly edited. But uh, again, Arjun, like uh, maybe that's not appealing to us. Maybe it, you know mm. uh, it, it works for some. It works. Uh, it doesn't work for some. Probably, uh, yeah. Even I'm of the opinion that uh, once you overdo a picture, uh, it's it doesn't appeal to me at least. So I think that's a, yeah. a very good point that you had mentioned is the use of the photograph. Now you know if it's just going to end up on Facebook or Instagram, you can just flip out your camera, press click, and that's that's it. You're done. Now I remember, yeah. I remember in my uh, <laughs> early years, I started uh, taking pictures, and I was like. the the pictures other people are posting on instagram are of a higher quality they are they more appealing and somehow my pictures were lacking right mm. so mm. i got on youtube i started googling stuff and i found these little tips and tricks and i would say maybe a little bit my pictures have sort of kind of sort of improved a little bit so it okay. depends you know if for people who are happy with just taking pictures of their food or their dog they're okay mm. with just whipping out their camera and pressing click but for people who actually yeah. want to get better There's a there's a whole world of information, and I think there are uh, uh, courses which are being run by you know what is it called that Great Learning? What is that app? I forgot uh, the name. There's this Coursera. Uh, yeah. yeah. There there's so skill many share. apps where you can Skillshare. Yeah, that's the one. You can yeah. learn these. Uh, you know, you can pay a little bit of money and you can learn these skills properly. I mean, gone are the days where you have to physically go to a studio ooh, and learn ooh. how to uh, you know take uh, pictures and stuff. The information ooh. is all out there. And uh, speaking of information, Rubel, uh, there's a lot of information on your YouTube channel. So why don't you tell us about that and how our listeners can, uh, you know, look you up? Ah, uh, yeah, I do have a, a YouTube channel which is uh, kind of inactive right now because <laughs> of uh, uh-huh. uh, my present condition, physical condition. I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's this YouTube channel. Uh, you can look me up uh, by Rubel Rainu. That's R U B A L R A I Q. uh and yeah i've put up photos uh, put up videos uh, related to uh, uh improving our skills i have very well explained the basics that is iso shutter speed and all that i have uh, in fact i have also mentioned about the luminar uh, software which i was talking about uh, and uh, yeah i have some pretty cool videos also mm-hmm. uh, it was like a passion like i just wanted to uh, showcase uh, showcase my video skills properly <laughs> And see where do I stand? Uh, clearly, I don't stand very well <laughs> right now. But yeah, I'm trying to improve on that. Uh, like I said, uh, it's, it all started when I started, uh, you know, uh, uh, printing out my images. You know, this certain uh, this certain character, you know, to your image when you print it and see it in front of you, 
so i i wanted the same to do with the with the with the video and and the video which i shoot i was shooting so yeah i created a, a youtube channel and uh, yeah it's it's right out there and you guys can definitely pay a visit and uh, do give it a like if you like it yeah and subscribe to my channel that is such a cliche line but yeah i had yeah. to say it yeah <laughs> it's fine because i'm going to leave a link to your youtube channel in the description no thanks, will, thanks, not thanks. a problem dude uh the one of the ways i mean the only way i al- i always uh, end my podcast is i have my guests give uh, a recommendation that they would uh, like our listeners to maybe check out uh maybe it can be related to the topic that we have just talked about or it can be something else a movie a book or a podcast for instance that you might want to have them check out i remember earlier in the in the podcast you mentioned uh, peter mckenna now that is somebody i also follow on uh, youtube and he's really yeah. really interesting i remember i saw his episode where he got hold of an old ammunition box i don't know if you've seen this an ammunition mm-hmm. box and he put in some elements uh, in it like it was used bullet shells it was a belt it was exactly. a war helmet or something and he created such an amazing shot with basically uh, you know regular home items and it that's was the overlook shot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the that one. episode yeah. yeah that was pretty 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 neat so yeah so uh, like i said i i got inspired uh, by him uh i just stumbled upon him because yeah when i started photography like i said i, I didn't i didn't go for any course or i didn't do any profit course or anything i just had a camera and i didn't want to go i didn't want to you know uh, waste it so i wanted to make a proper use of it so i went mm-hmm. on youtube like a typical guy and then i searched for channels and he popped up and that time probably he was he was also just coming up you know he had a couple of thousand subscribers and all So I was really impressed by this guy. So yeah, I follow him. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't like blindly follow him. Or, you know, but but yeah, I do like his work. Uh, another guy I would uh, say you can follow on YouTube or or rather uh, refer to is Manny Otters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another guy who's who's excel uh, pretty well on portraits. So okay. Portrait photography of his is 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 pretty good. His his work is pretty good. So there's many authors and mainly yeah there's just these two guys whom I follow and uh, yeah that's pretty much it yeah it's it's more of practice and you can see how they go about taking a photo it's it's not don't look at the end product mm-hmm. you should look at uh, uh, how how do how do how do they create uh, the environment or the or the surrounding to make that image because it's just that one click which makes that image but there's a lot which happens. Uh, on how how did you go to that clip yep. so that is what is important that that is what you have to learn i guess and that is what i'm doing right fantastic so, yeah. i think one of the channels i found very useful was uh, this one called iphone photography school there's just a regular guy with an iphone i think he's got a 6s or something some a very basic uh, kind of an iphone and he goes about taking some amazing uh, pictures out yeah. in the world i will leave a link for that as well rubel sure, sure. i think we've covered pretty much everything thank you so much for your time and uh, you know you've really laid it out for us the importance of uh, you know uh, setting up your shot and looking out for these little nitty gritties which can uh make your shot stand out and again i mean it's really important to figure out if it is actually for you but if you're ha- happy with your you know regular instagram shots just uh, keep doing what you're doing so thank you so yeah. much for your time man and i hope to catch you on a subsequent episode where we talk about something else maybe or even uh, get further deep into photography sure sure and thanks for having me on the channel and i wish you all the best and yeah thanks a lot all right dude see you around bye